Uh, Tim, you went down to um, some cricket for Surrey last week, yes, I believe it was. Yes, down to Woodbridge Road in Guildford. A uh, lovely little ground. And I spoke to a number of people, and the first of which was the renowned cricket historian and writer David Friff about his new book, Guildford's Cricket Story. I also spoke to some Warwickshire fans and some young children who'd been watching the Surrey fast bowler Tim Lindley, the Warwickshire captain Jim Troughton, and at the very end, the opening batsman for Surrey, Aaron Haranaf. Here we go. And I'm joined here by David Friff, and he's going to talk about his book that's uh, come out called Guildford's Cricket Story. So, good afternoon, David, and uh, nice day down here at Guildford. Well, it's nice now. We had a dodgy morning, didn't we, with a lot of rain, but it's it's sunny as it's been on Guildford for hundreds of years, and that's uh, we're celebrating 75 years of county cricket at the Woodbridge Road ground. Uh, and this book is not just to commemorate that, but it's to say that Guildford really is the centre of cricket history. There are so many firsts attached to Guildford, and I'm wondering why it's taken so long for us all to realise this. So uh, is that mainly where the inspiration for the book came from, just trying to get all the firsts and all the unique parts of uh, Guildford and its association with cricket down into one book? Yes, it was a chance to mix uh, the 75 years of county championship cricket since 1938 with a break only for the war. And there have been some sensational uh, performances down here. Not so long ago, Ricky, um, Ricky Componding is playing here today, but it was Justin Langer, another Australian, hit 342, which is a ground record. And would you believe that Surrey then went in and they made 701 to take first innings points but if you look way back into the beginnings of the game there's a document in Guildford's archives dated 1598 which refers to cricket being played in this town 50 years earlier that's the mid 16th century there is no earlier record of the game of cricket being played anywhere so Guildford's very proud of that but there are other landmarks too the man who invented leg protection, the man who invented spikes, the man who termed the expression test match, the man who forced a middle stump instead of just the two. All of this happened in the Guildford area, and no place on earth can match that historical record. That's fascinating. And also uh, lots of one-day cricket here as well, and you know, uh, some famous batting feats down the years, such as uh, Ali Brown's uh, famous knock, and amongst others here as well. Yes, a man can't spend all his time watching cricket, but I did come down on that particular Sunday. I tend to watch the championship matches, but um, I was lucky enough to be here when Ali Brown went berserk. He was hitting balls almost into the river here and over the trees at the far end there, and that double century was, uh, I think it was the first in uh, limited overs cricket, and it was only a 40-over match. Sensational hitting. Um... And, of course, Ali Brown is one of so many cricketers who's uh, not really given the credit he deserves. There's so many wonderful performances, but they tend to get buried by time until someone like me digs them up again and puts them in a book like this. And do you have any particular favourite matches or performances uh, here from your years coming to Guildford or something you found out in the book that's a particular favourite of yours? Yes, I think I'd probably single out Martin Bicknell's performance as a fast bowler. He took uh, 14 wickets, I think it was, or was it 16? 
Anyway, there were record performances. Uh, yeah, it was seven and nine, 16 wickets. Uh, the pitch wasn't all that helpful to, uh, to the bowlers. But Martin had been a colt in one of the teams that I played for here at Guildford, so you take a special interest in a lad with whom you've played. And, of course, he went on to win some England caps, but nowhere near as many as he deserved. But the day or the days that he was here killing the opposition, I mean, he, he was unplayable. The ball was just doing so many things off a length. Not, not accidentally. He was a skillful bowler. And I don't know how the England selectors could have ignored him as they did over those years. England didn't have a multitude of quick bowlers. Martin was one of the best, and we saw him at his best that day. I just remember one funny little tale during that performance. We were watching from the press tent here, and John Major, who'd just recently been Prime Minister, was strolling around the boundary, and he stopped inadvertently in front of the press tent. And one of our number, I'll leave his name out, it wasn't me, he said, Oi! <laughs> move <laughs> and uh, John Major took it very graciously, smiled and hopped to one side five minutes later Martin Bicknell's wife came along and occupied exactly the same spot and she was wearing uh, very tight white trousers and this, this wag in the press tent said, oi, stay there <laughs> So, yeah, all sorts of things happen here at Woodbridge Road. It's a very uh, cosy ground to watch cricket. It's not big. I mean, we're sitting on one side and we can see the face of the people on the far side of the ground. It's a lovely ground to play on. I had 12 years as a player here. Now I'm a vice president of the club and I'm very pleased to be associated with it. But most of all, I'm pleased to have put Guildford on the map because it has a matchless history and it is a lovely ground to come to. Obviously, you've got a lovely sort of view all round. Whichever side you come to, you know, you've got a lovely uh, vantage point to watch cricket. If you're over this side, as we are looking towards the road, you've got you know nice trees down the one side. If you're over the far side, then you've obviously got the cathedral in the background as well. And I, I particularly like the uh, pavilion here, the sort of bridge deck type atmosphere that you get here. Yes, that pavilion went up in 1938 when uh, the club knew that it was going to be hosting first-class cricket. Uh, the first match was against uh, Derbyshire. Um, and there's a photograph of the team taking the field for that first ever first-class match here. And as you say, that pavilion is the same one that was uh, built for that occasion. It's it's not a pretty pavilion as pavilions go, but my goodness, it's witnessed a lot of cricket over the years. As for the Woodbridge Road side of the ground, when you look across, I'm a bit concerned that the cathedral is gradually receding from view as the trees grow up. So I think we'll have to get our chainsaws out. Yeah, and it's also very much a social occasion coming to Guildford for many people. It's something that many people set their sort of calendars by. Yes, it's not just the locals. There are a lot of Guildford people here today, but I've bumped into people who once come from Wiltshire and they've come up from the coast. Um, I'm not sure all that many have come down from Warwickshire to watch their lads play, but it is a nice mix. But on the other hand, you see regular faces year after year after year, and the downside is that sometimes you don't see certain people ever again, and you think of them and wish they were still here, but they can't be. So, uh, yeah, it's a community event, 
and every year we, we hope and pray that Surrey County Cricket Club will uh, agree to come down here to play another match and I guess as long as the money's right this will, uh, this will continue. David, thank you very much for speaking to us here on Brooklyn's Radio. My pleasure, thanks. Uh, David Frith, very knowledgeable man there. Yes, a brilliant uh, cricket historian and yeah. journalist himself uh, in his day. And uh, he played for Guildford for a number of years, as you mentioned. Yeah. And uh, has, has been coming to Guildford for uh, a good portion of those 75 years it's been hosting uh, Championship Cricket. And I've had a quick look at the book, Guildford's Cricket Story. Brilliant book, and I would thoroughly recommend getting it. It is available in all good bookstores. Yeah. And a few bad ones as well. Okay, very good. Uh, next up, you got chatting to some uh, some Warwickshire fans. Yes, some on visiting the fans who'd made the. This is on the pitch at heart. Uh, the in the tea interval. Okay, fair enough. Let's have a listen to that. And I'm joined here by two Warwickshire fans who've made the trip to see their side down here at Guildford. Hi guys, what's your names? Hello, Steve Bismore and Paul Walker. And so, is this your first time uh, trip down here to Guildford? Yes, it is. Uh, the same for me. Yeah. Yeah, and have you just come for the day or have you coming for the whole week? I've come down for the four days. And uh, how do you find Guildford in compared to uh, other grounds that you've been to uh, in and around the county circuit? Yeah, I've quite, quite enjoyed it. Um, it's a very nice uh, pointed ground. Uh, I think, um, I mean, compared to like, the big stage here, it's obviously quite different. Um, but I'd, I've enjoyed the experience so far, yes. It's been lovely. It's the kind of real kind of flavour of cricket here, and the attraction of seeing, hopefully, Ricky Ponting coming out as well. He's just adding to the occasion, I think. It's what everybody's waiting for, really, isn't it? You could tell the sort of sense when the last wicket went down. Everybody was like almost relieved, as much as anything, that they'll finally get to see him bat after a long day of waiting. What with the rain and then the uh, play just after the lunch breaks. Well, yes. Um, I mean, Ricky Ponting is obviously a legend of the game. I mean, to be to be honest, though, I'm quite quite enjoying uh, Vikram's um, innings there. I mean, I did actually play with him when he was younger. Um, but uh, but yes, I mean, the anticipation now after tea for Ricky to bat for the rest of the day, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, although we wouldn't argue if we didn't see that much of him. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it must be quite an odd uh, odd thing that you. And from your own team's perspective, you'd quite like to see him go first ball, but from a pure sort of lover of the game, and you'd just like to uh, see him bat for as long as possible. Well, yes, I mean, a Ponting 100 and Surrey all out for 3.50 would be fine. You know? Yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go with that for sure. Brilliant. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, there you go then, a couple of Warwickshire fans, and uh, the, the game ended up in a, in a draw, actually, Tim, didn't it? It did, yes. Uh, finished with a draw. Uh, sorry, ma- being made to follow on, but then having to bat out the second, the fourth day. Okay. Uh, in the second innings and just hanging on, thanks to Ricky Ponting and Gary Wilson digging Good. in on the last day. Some fantastic dedication, though, from some Warwickshire fans coming down for the whole four days. Yes, there was quite a few of them actually that done that. I spoke to a few of them. Uh, across the day that done that and I was, I was speaking to uh, Warwickshire's scorer yeah. and uh, he was saying that they, they come to all sorts of games all over the place so they've got a very dedicated bunch of fans uh, have Warwickshire good good okay next on the list it says that you got chatting to some uh, kids on the field as well yes some junior cricketers from the Guildford area who are on the pitch obviously one of the things you can do in county cricket especially at an outground is you can have a walk on the field at the tea interval which is a lovely thing and you get people with bats and balls having their own little game lovely games in recess very good and one of the lovely things about being an outground such as Guildford is that we're able to come onto the pitch here and be standing right up at the wicket during the interval and I'm joined here by two young boys who've uh, come along to Guildford to watch the match today introduce yourselves boys hello I'm Matthew and 
Hello, I'm Harry. So is this your first time at Guildford? Um, we both play here for under-11s and under-12s. And last year, we this happened, this, the same thing happened. And we saw Kevin Peterson, so that was good. And now we get to see Ricky Ponting. So you're looking forward to seeing uh, Ponting to, after the uh, interval? Yeah, I hope he scores a lot of runs and I hope it's a good entertainment. So in terms of your own cricket here, how long have you been playing for? I think I joined in when I was seven and I think Harry's been... How long have you been here, Harry? I think I was here when I was like six. Brilliant. And uh, you both, what sort of uh, players are you? Batsmen, bowlers? I'm a keeper. I'm a batsman and I bowl as... I'm a batsman and bowler. (laughs) There's a bit of a mocking there. Is, is he not as good a batsman as he think he is? He? No, he's really good. And uh, in terms of your own aspirations, would you like to go on to play for Surrey one day? Well, we both play for Surrey now for under-11s. And, yeah, we would both love to play for Surrey as well. And have you been to the Oval lots of times? Actually, I haven't, which is a bit disappointing. I have once or twice. I'm not, I think twice. And have you got any particular Surrey uh, players that you're uh, particular heroes or particularly fond of watching here? Um, Kevin Peterson, of course. I love him. Also, Tremlett. He's... I look up to him, so... Yeah. Uh, I quite like Gary Wilson because I sat next to him on a plane flight to Ireland, so... Yeah, and he's a keeper as well, so... He's a keeper with, with the dodgy hair. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you very much, boys. Thanks for speaking to us here on Brooklyn's Radio. Oh, good to see that the uh, the future of uh, Surrey cricket is is alive and well with those uh, with those young lads and all their teammates. Yes, and they were having a little game of uh, some throwdowns out on the outfield. Cool. Uh, Tim Lindley coming up next, then Tim. Yes, the Surrey bowler not involved in this match, but uh, has been playing quite a few times for Surrey, and he was out warming up and doing some exercises during the tea interval. And I caught up to him just as he came off. And during this interval, this interview, it's very important to note we were being pelted with fruit throughout. Good. Okay. From, the, from the Surrey dressing room. The Surrey dressing room's up on uh, level above us, and okay. they were chucking fruit down at us uh, while we were trying to have a quick chat. We shall bear that in mind. And I'm joined here by uh, Tim Lindley, who's been out practising uh, during the interval. Hi, Tim, how are you? Really good, thank you. Got a bit of a bead on. It's quite hot here now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's obviously nice compared to the weather we had earlier this morning. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's finally nice to have some hot weather in this country, actually full stop, really. We, we played some of our pre-season games, were so cold, so it's beautiful here at Guildford today. Did you have the thermals on uh, everything? You have no idea how cold it was in Canterbury this year. It was freezing, it must have been minus four with the wind chill. It was horrendous. So the rumour that's come out that uh, some early season games to be played in Dubai and Barbados, so that would suit you down to the ground then? <laughs> well, it would be better than minus four degrees at Canterbury, I have to say. And in terms of your own uh, game, how do you think the season's gone so far? Yeah, I've got a bit of, a bit of work to do. Um, I've, I've had five straight straight games now. I haven't taken quite as many wickets as I would have liked to have done. So, um, being left out of this game, I need to try and get myself back into the back into the side and taking wickets again. And uh, in terms of uh, obviously the rest of the summer, we've got the one day cricket sort of holding up a pace, and also uh, the twenty twenty. You're looking forward to that, obviously, something you've done well in in the past. Well, it's always a fantastic time of year. All the players are always excited about the 2020 coming, uh, coming round. Um, big crowds um, at the Oval and at, uh, some of the other grounds as well, so that'll be great. And have you got any particular ambitions for the rest of the season for yourself or for the team? Yeah, I mean, 
we've obviously got a little bit of work to do. We've had a tough start to the year. Uh, I think once we get our first win under our belts, I think we've certainly got the capacity to go on a, on, on a big roll and do really well for the re- rest, of, rest of the year. Tim, thank you very much. Thank you for joining Brooklyn's Radio. Pleasure. <laughs> yeah, Tim Lindley. Got some uh, some big aspirations then for the rest of the season. Looking to get back regular stints in the side and things. Yes, and he's playing uh, in the game today down at Arundel where they're playing Sussex. Okay, perhaps we'll try and get an update on the score of that before we finish tonight. Just a couple more quick interviews to squeeze in then, Tim. Uh, Jim Troughton coming up next. Yes, it's the Warwickshire skipper. Talks to him at the closer play and how he thought the day had gone for them. Okay. Hi, so I'm here with Jim Troughton, the skipper of Warwickshire after the closer day three. Jim, how do you feel it went today overall? Well, that last half an hour, or an hour and a half, went very well for us. Um, I thought we bowled very well, um, with not much to show for it, and we knew the last session was quite important, that we needed to make some inroads. If we want to try and force a result, we needed to, to at least get halfway or, or, or beyond, and to get seven wickets there, uh, it was a fantastic bowling spell from Boyd Rankin, and well supported by everyone else. And very frustrating, obviously, not to get out early this morning uh, due to the weather. No, I didn't see that happening, to be fair. When I went to, when I went to bed, I didn't think I'd be uh, missing as much cricket in the first sort of half of the day, but... Um, you know, seven wickets. You know, I'll take that. And if we're if the sun's out tomorrow and gives us an opportunity to take these thirteen, then I'll be happy. And in terms of uh, playing here at Guildford, how have you found it? Well, it's a great place to play. You know, you get your money's worth for your, when you hit the ball through the infield, and it's been a good wicket, a good crowd, um, and good weather. So there's no, no complaints from our side of things. And in terms of uh, playing against Ricky Ponting, how have you found that? It's one of those double-edged swords, really. I mean, you'd like to get him out, and you'll feel you'll feel great if you do. But you know, just you know, he's a bit of a legend of the game, um, and the guys are you know enjoying actually pitting themselves against him. So, yeah, it's been interesting. It'd be nice to nip him out tomorrow, and maybe get him in again later in the day and do it again. And in terms of uh, the match, how do you do you see it falling out on day three, uh, day four? So, big first hour. Um, it'd be nice to tidy up the innings as quickly as possible, um, without them getting many runs and keeping them well behind the game. Hopefully, make some couple of inroads before lunch. But um, you know, if we want to win this game, we've got to take wickets early. But we'll wait and see. It's you know, it's a lot, a lot of cricket still left in this game, but a lot of hard work for us to do. Jim, thank you very much. Cheers, mate. One more interview to come, then, Tim. And we're now going to hear from uh, Aaron Haranath. Is that how you say it? Yes, that is the opening bats. Sorry, and unfortunately, due to some sound problems because uh, of the wind that, w- that was playing havoc, yeah. the introduction to this is slightly blurry. So I okay. apologise. No problem. Uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, three people have got in. Or- couple of people got in and got out which is not ideal so we need to ke- have a good day tomorrow to uh, salvage the game and uh, how do you find uh, batting here at Guildford do you find it uh, anything different to how you used to or is it just a, a normal sort of outground no it's just a good wicket if you get it yourself in you can get runs and I think that's the case with uh, most places you play you've got to get yourself in do the hard yards and then you can go and score some runs and have you enjoyed uh, your time here so far with Surrey? Yeah, no, it has been brilliant. Oh, it's always good coming to Guildford. I've played a lot of cricket there over the years, and um, Guildford's a good place. So, um, so I look, always look forward to coming back here. And uh, how did you find batting with Ricky Ponting, obviously a legend of the game? Was it a special experience for you? Yeah, no, I've, I've managed to spend some time with him so far uh, since he's been here, and it's been good. But um, but I think he has a job to do tomorrow, and I think we'll have another, another big, day to, uh, big job to do tomorrow as well. So we'll have to keep working. Obviously, uh, after yesterday, you probably didn't expect to be uh, in the dressing room for as long as you were today. How do you find keeping your sort of concentration, your focus in that sort of situation? I think it's just part and parcel of the game, and then you get used to it, and uh, it's, you kind of just get get on with it, really. And it's nothing, you know. I spend my downtime maybe doing a crossword or something like that, so you just switch off. So, but it's okay. It's it's this part and parcel of the game. 
and uh, prospects for tomorrow what would you uh, uh, say prospects are we need to bat all day and uh, save the game I think that's pretty obvious to be honest yeah just keep keep um, keep working hard with the bat and uh, and do our, do our skills right and hopefully we're still in uh, um, at tea time and in terms of your own game and how you've sort of felt things have gone so far this season how, how do you think things yeah, have gone I mean it's been okay yeah but um, but it can always be better so you know um, obviously it's been good to get some runs the last couple of weeks but I think um, we need to play better Aaron, thank you very much. There you go. Aaron Harrenath, Jim Troughton, Tim Lindley, some of the kids that were watching the game and having a little game of their own on the pitch during an interval. Some Warwickshire fans and David Frith. Tim, well done on getting those last week. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was a lovely day. Thank you to everyone at Surrey who made me feel very welcome and helped us in getting those interviews. Brooklyn's Radio.